seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. Oh, this you crazy mother. edition of skip the tutorial number one video game podcast in the universe i'm one of your hosts this week bryant gumble daniels and joining me across the universe on skype now and into the future is todd roscoe fortner what's going on man man you already know what it is bro you already know it's it's a pleasure once again to meet you on the other side of the universe but still so close this is uh you know, I mean, you yeah. know what this is going to be. This is yeah. this. We start out with Roscoe and Brian. That shit still tickles me. I'm not gonna lie. It does. It does. Candles. That shit is funny. Um, and how this, just how we we started this whole thing. But I mean, I, I'm I'm doing well, man. I'm just blessed to be with you, brother. How how are you doing today? I am doing all right. Um, we got a little bit of a different tone this week. We're gonna be talking about The Witcher here in a minute. So as some of you who have been with us on this journey for the last two years know that we started this show with a third seat on it. Um, And just due to some circumstances, whatever, it doesn't matter. Me and Todd run this thing as a duo because how it works, it is what it is. However, that third seat was Mr. Bill Nelson. Um, I've known Bill for seven and a half years. And... The thing that I'm going to say might be shocking to some people. I know that Hell Teacher Loki loved Bill. He thought he was hilarious. And I say he thought he was because Bill has passed away. Um, so we wanted to do, do a bit of a tribute to, to Bill. I've podcasted with Bill for a long time. You know, I did. I podcasted with him for a long time. Always as that second chair. He went his own way and I went my own way. We had our we had our little moments here and there, but you know, it's still sad. It's always sad when somebody goes and it's always sad when you're not going to be able to talk to that person again, but you know, we wanted to put this out there as a tribute because he was part of this and he always will be. Bill right. will always be a part of Skip the Tutorial. He helped start this shit. He helped bring this shit to where it was. He helped form it from the beginning. Um so you know, he's always going to be in the back of our mind on these shows. And he always was in the background. Um, he I was. Know, like, like I said, just y'all were on behind the pop and he's, uh, you know, of course I wasn't as close to Bill as you were. You know what I mean? Y'all are like, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I lost Mike this year. Like I said, 2019, then weird beast mode. Shout yeah. out to him. You know what I mean? But you, you hit the nail on the head. It is. Uh, we hope that, our people are in, you know, better places. It's more peaceful. You know what I'm saying? They're not suffering for what they're suffering from, but for selfish reasons, you know, these are, you, you miss being able to call them, talk to them, yeah. and say hello. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why we do the show. That's part of the reason why it's nice to go back to the first episode and listen to Bill. Yes, it is. The um, sweetness, as he called himself. The, the smooth sweetness, sweetness. with yes. Bill. And I think he said something about jerking it on air after that, and then he started talking about Zelda. And I know he was a Zelda fan, Breath of the Wild, and he was, you know, a platformer and all that. And it's it's just cool to go back and hear it. I, I know it was, it was surprising news, though. I know it kind of it was like we just saw him at the um at the tournament. What was when was that? When did it was we just, the beginning of December. 
Right, and he was just like he was going to start talking. We were talking about him. He was going to write some articles and be a part of the website and be back on it. So it is uh, rough to hear, but we're going to try to get through this one. I mean, I don't know. You probably could explain better why this is more of a tribute. I think you guys, this would have been more up y'all wheelhouse as far as talking about The Witcher. So we still going to try to you know enjoy and have fun with y'all. But I mean that that is what it is. You yeah, know, it's it's the billionaire. Putting 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 a bill the bill tribute or talking about Bill in conjunction with The Witcher, it was up his alley. This was his sort of thing the the sword and uh, sorcery type of fantasy stuff. Um, you know, it's I've known him for a long time, and I I got to know what was a very genuine soul, um, and a very genuine person, and. You know the the thing too that I I think we want to talk I want to talk about it a little bit here too was you know that that process of grief and video games and we talked about it yesterday man like I had to go to the game shop because that was that comfort zone that was that place where you you find the most comfort and the most memory and it was it's one of those things is we have all lost somebody in our lives and if you haven't you know, I pray you never have to necessarily experience it, but it is something we all got to go through at some point. Um, you can't live your life in solitude. And it made me think about, you know, this whole thing made me really think about, you know, the friendship that we did share and the good memories that we had. And the fact that that's really at the end of the day, we got each other and, you know, we got to cherish those moments together. We really do. You know, take our time to breathe on it a little bit. You always say, Todd, breathe on it. Let it breathe. And I think we got that's a good lesson for life in general. It's just sometimes let it breathe and let stuff say where it is. And, you know, we wanted to say that, you know, we're praying for his family, of course, but he will be missed and he will always be part of this. And we still have the hours. We got hours of recording with him that everybody can go back and listen to. And it's funny shit. It's funny yeah, shit, man. Fucking Bill's, Bill is fucking, yeah, he's a. <laughs> Fucking yeah, we gonna we gonna get into it, man. We gonna get into it, but uh, I you know, so just look. However, this episode goes, just trust and believe. It's no disrespect. It's only a, it's really an honor. It is. Um, it is it's really an honor because of who who Bill was. <laughs> he loved to joke. He loved to laugh. He had a dark sense of humor. Um. So yeah, man, it's an honor to 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 do this for him a little bit because you know i mean and the thing too is that you know i was talking to talking to you and i was talking to my wife and you know there's this whole thing behind the pop never got as big as skip the tutorial for reasons but there's this whole joke where he would not watch the movie slumdog millionaire he would not watch it he refused to and i love that movie and he refused to watch it said it was overrated had never seen it but said it was overrated I said to my wife, I was like, the son of a bitch finally won. She goes, what do you mean? I said, he got out of life without having to watch Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> but I mean, did, did, yeah, he did. Because Slumdog Millionaire was a trash-ass movie. It was overrated. <laughs> Carry that mantle, Todd. Carry it for him. But, you know, that was... Uh, but nah, man. Let's keep it real. You do the same shit, bro. You, you I do. Bill, Bill lives with, with like it through you, and it's not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> he probably missed out on an experience that like Slumdog Millionaire wasn't that bad. That, I like that movie. Like we gotta learn lessons from these things, man. We gotta learn lessons from these things. 
we can love people, but we gotta learn lessons in life as well. Yep. That, I think that's how you cherish people's legacies. Shout out David Carradine. Shout out David. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is at least he didn't go out like that. Not right. like David Carradine. I mean, we don't know what happened yet. I got to go over there, though, eventually get his phone and throw that bitch in the microwave. Right. I really. You need to zap his phone, man. Ain't no telling what the fuck is on there. Be like, no. Uh, I don't know what happened to his phone, but it don't work anymore. So. (laughs) No, it's too early to. No, I think think we're both in 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 the stage of denial, man. But, um. But yeah, man, I don't know, man. So the Witcher, though. Yeah, let's were, let's like, talk a like, little bit about the yeah, Witcher. Like, I'm, like this, this is. I, I'm really interested to hear your perspective on the Witcher, bro. All right. So as far as the Witcher is concerned, the Witcher itself, I love. I really love the series. Love the show. Here's the thing I'm going to say. I a hundred percent understand why some people do not. I totally get it. I totally get it. Some of the CGI effects are off. Some of the camera angles remind me of Xena Warrior Princess. Like, it's got that same vibe to it at times. Some of the dialogue is real cheesy, um, especially in the early episodes. It It's a show, though, that the episodes, as they play out, they get better and better. And the timeline stuff, I 100% understand where people would be confused by that. Because that's a lot how the books play out, too, is sometimes you don't realize what timeline you're in when you're reading the books. Um, and maybe that's the, the the translation from Polish to English. Who knows? Here's what I will say. The strong suits of this show. I love this show because season one proved not only does it have potential to be a great show, a great fantasy show, um, but these, the, the casting was solid. Henry Cavill as, or Carville, or whatever the hell it is, him as Geralt did an amazing job. Um, the individual they got to play, uh, Yennefer, was just, the pain in her eyes that they were able to get across, and she was able to do with just such little, um, I guess just facial movements and these small little ticks, and her whole story was incredible. Uh, her name is Anya uh, Kalatra, Kalatra. I don't know how to say that last name. Chalatra. Chalatra. Um, Siri. The the one thing I kept thinking to myself is how many times is uh, Geralt going to say Siri, which he doesn't in the show for reasons. Um, let, me, let me pause you real quick. Are we going to... This is pure spoilers. We just finna have the, the discussion, right? Yeah, let's just out. spoil okay. the crap out of it. Yeah, because, I mean, most people would have binged it, hopefully, by now. But we, I think we've, it'll by the time this comes out, it'll be enough time. So, spoiler alert right now, however, whatever. You know, we're not going to purposely tell the whole story by any means. But if some shit comes out, fuck it. That's what, what, that's what we do. That's what it is. Um, yeah, so the one thing I kept thinking is if Geralt keeps saying Siri, how many times is somebody's iPhone going to go off? Siri! (laughs) There it is. Um, but the casting of the main three leads was incredible. Um, the actual introduction to the Witcher and you start to understand who he is and what he is and how he was created and what his purpose in this fantasy world really serves. The burning of Sintra. Um, Hold on, one more question, real quick. I yes. do have to ask about this with the casting because this is like a, a you're, you're hitting nails on the head. I feel like Jennifer is actually, when I went back and thought about it, probably 
Well, I don't know. It's between her and Garrett. Um, but yeah, next with the hunchback, the crooked spine is my question for you because I know you talked about this. So yes, there's there was a Trump uh, having sex with an amputee reference in the episode before last, I believe. So I'm curious on air if you'd have sex in front of magical hosts <laughs> with a hunchback. <laughs> Uh oh! Let me throw that to you, Todd. How about you? Would you? Probably not. Probably not. Um, I probably wouldn't. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have had any part of that. I think that Nilfgaard mage, um, was was a sneaky bastard for that. Um, I probably, I, I mean, but who knows? And 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 you know, and if I was in that universe, I just really doubt it. Uh, that I'd have sex with a hunchback, um, mentally challenged face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh especially but, I, but because of that i do also like i really enjoyed her performance yeah i think she did an yes. excellent job all jokes aside i mean it it was a lot of titty nipples um in this thing yes but, there were which could be there could be an issue where i could see how people could have an issue with that um but I loved her performance. I absolutely did. But yeah, I didn't mean I wanted to make sure I preface that though, because I think she did an amazing job. I think series um story arc probably was the, the weakest. Yeah, every time they went back to Siri, I got I found myself getting on my phone and like getting on Reddit or Well, and see that's the problem. Like that's and that's another problem with the with the show if there's a problem. And you know, it's something for me with with her story arc specifically. And maybe it's just a personal thing. I just didn't. I don't know. The overacting of the the queen just seemed a little bit yeah off to me. I like. I think, and I think that is had more to do with actually series performance because I think she did a great job as a child. This isn't like adult series. I think it was some of the surrounding factors around her. Um, because when she got away from the castle, went and got into the forest, and I forgot the little the little Indian black elf name. And started fucking with him. I started to dig Siri a little bit more. It's that she started to come out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you no, it's okay. My characters, I, I didn't want to forget. Well, I was gonna say too, um, the Queen. Outside of the introduction to the Queen and what you, when you watch Central Burn and the bake the banquet sequence, like outside of that, for me, it was a little bit like the battlefield sequence where you see her on the battlefield and she just loses her mind and charges forth. I thought that was a little bit overdone. Um, I thought they were a little bit overzealous in trying to capture some of that, especially with, you know, this is a show that's going to benefit from a bigger budget and a bigger room of, or not a bigger room, but a tighter room of writers. Um, I think that's really where it's going to benefit from. Um, There are moments, there are episodes that I did not care for. Well, there was one in particular episode where I was, I understood the point and what they were going for, but as much as, I enjoyed the travel aspect of it and the very Lord of the Rings vibe, the whole dragon episode. When I thought about it, when you finally see the dragons themselves, I was not a huge fan of the look. And see, okay, that's I, that, that's one of my favorite episodes. And let me wrap all this around because I don't know if I said it, and if I did, I don't care, I'll say it again. I absolutely love this fucking show. I love oh, the show. Oh, I do too. I do too. We're, we're bringing, I think we're just leading off with you know, leveling it out so we're not just gushing over the motherfucking show for no reason and saying it's perfect. 
because it's not. Um, and I think some of the points that we already are kind of hitting on are some of the issues with the convergent timelines. Yes. And even somebody that loves it, um, I, re- I really love the game. Me too. And I, I love honestly, the books. I know it's it, right. And, I, and this is more of an adaptation of the books. But I honestly believe this is the greatest adaptation from a video game to a show or any like, Agreed. you know, Agreed. like ever easily. Yeah, easily. easily. This one right here just nailed it on the head. Yeah, um, it, it really did. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, but no, it is. It's it's when you really get down to it, the core of the show is strong. And that is the dynamic between Geralt and Yennefer and their their two storylines. Siri becomes a main part of that storyline, and I'm interested to see where they go with that, especially bringing Siri back to Karen Moore if they do, and actually watching Geralt train her like you see in the books to learn the Witcher skills, if you will. Um, but for me, it too, it's this show is one of those shows that made news around a Star Wars release, and that alone is impressive. That alone okay, we- is impressive. I, I was gonna get into this later. I fucking love Mandalorian too, though. Okay, yeah. I'm seeing like like I know this also came around the Star Wars release of the movie. Um, I don't, surprisingly, neither one of us has seen that movie yet, which is weird. Yeah, that's really um, strange. I can't, but I can't help but find myself comparing The Witcher to The Mandalorian. Yeah, and whew, uh, it, it's it's. It's a more difficult comparison than I'd I like to to admit, because um, I really like I, I I wasn't trying to like either one of these shows, period. I just wasn't like I was I was I was automatically going to hate on The Witcher because I just thought it was going to be impossible to to do it justice uh, with what I, the kind of fun I had with the game itself and The Mandalorian. I just was not looking for, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just wasn't, but. Uh, and I and I don't want to get caught up in the whole Baby Yoda hype and all that other bullshit. But just pound for pound, it's more like a spaghetti western that's really dope. And I haven't had that experience in a long term time. And I can argue that you know, in some ways, to me, Mandalorian is better than The Witcher. Period. You know what I'm saying? Just for across the board of everybody being able to watch it, like The Witcher, just on its own. You know, it, it's it's like rated for a particular part of you know people like sect of people mandalorian anybody can watch that shit and it and it pretty much carries over it's really good and i've had a lot of fun with it i mean maybe after you watch it we can get into that into more depth um but the witcher by itself i mean if i had to rate it like the witcher honestly it, to be me i'm to get this out of the way it's a b plus for several reasons where mandalorian would be an a and you know yeah. i don't do the rating shit you know what i mean or the numbers or anything but honestly like just to get way ahead of it it would be a B plus, especially considering that um, I, I almost feel like I need another season of The Witcher. And yes. It's a two years away. You know what I mean? Where you know, Mandalorian, it just kind of is what it is. It's like a, it's a good show, but it's kind of like I'm about to say Golden Girls. Would I give Golden Girls an A? Probably. But anyway, I man, <laughs> I got you off track. I got you off track, man. We were talking about characters, Jennifer and Siri. Now, what story I everything else. What I do think the 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 positives of the show is it does focus a lot on the smaller moments instead of trying to go too big. Um, you still get a feel for the world and an understanding of the world, but I do think it's a show that benefits from either playing the game or reading the books. 
Um, because there were several moments that I had to pause it and explain to my wife who was who and what was going on and the politics behind things and, you know, what these characters actually were. Um, but that being said, even with that, she still enjoyed it uh, quite a bit and she's ready for season two. And my wife's not a big sword and sorcery fantasy person. Um, so there's something there and they, they, they have something that they can really capitalize on. Netflix does with the Witcher. And I think they will. I, I think that season two is going to be much better than season one. And I'm not saying I didn't love it. I probably would be right there with you, Todd, probably in that, you know, seven and a half, eight out of 10 range, somewhere around there. Um, there were still moments that, and I had to, this is one of those shows I had to get myself some distance from before I could look at it fairly because there was some definite recency bias when I finished it. Now, that being said, it still has one of my favorite things I've seen all year, which was the last episode. The Battle of Sodden Hill was incredible. Just the way that they portrayed that, it's talked about in the books and it's referenced and they show some of it, but the way that they portray Yennefer's fully realized powers, um, it was just one of those moments when you sent me that meme when your parents tell you to eat the food, it's not that hot. And then it's Yennefer as the food. It was just one of those. That's incredible right there. Cause that was one of those moments for me of the year where I set up on the edge of my seat and I go, Oh shit. Like, Bro, the, the Witcher is the tits nipples. Like you said, it's, um, it's one of them things where, okay. You could say seven and a half or eight, or I could be like B, B plus. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's a ten for both of us, though. That's you know what I'm saying. Personally, like, yes, I know that. Like, on a, yeah, right, personally, like yeah. on the level, like, like that's kind of how I look at Mandalorian too. You feel what I'm saying? But um, yeah, it's just those other factors, man. There were some weird choices in there to where, like, the best thing you said was you got to kind of step away from it real quick and say, okay, hold on, what the fuck? Like, if if I didn't know anything about The Witcher, if I hadn't read the books, if I hadn't played hours and hours of the game, would it have affected me the same kind of way? Exactly. On that level, it's an eight. It's on that level, so B plus, which says a lot. It does. I, think. I mean, you know it, what I'm saying? Like, well, how did you feel about the setting of it, though? The actual, you know, from the beginning, you know what I mean? How it jumps out. I enjoyed it. I really did. I thought the setting was great. I thought the costume work was okay. Um, but the setting itself, I like the jumping where you're seeing that the, this world is more than just dreary castles. You've got the desert landscape they go into the woods where the druids live. You've got the castle settings, of course. Um, you've got the swamps, you've got the gin, you've got the fish, like all about that. I really enjoyed that. They showed how much variety there was to this world instead of just kind of sitting in this very dark and dreary area. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed that aspect quite a bit. I think my favorite episode for that, though, was the one where, and I forget what the name of the creature is. It's from the game. Um, but when the Witcher has to save that one creature and you get to see kind of the catacombs and tombs of this closed-down area and it's that cursed girl. And you, it, it's just a great moment. I think that whole set piece was incredible. And then, you know, you've That's got a great example. I watched that fight twice. That fight was amazing. That fight was stunning. <laughs> and when he, that one guy realizes he goes, he's going to have to fight him. He's going to have to fight her until dawn. <laughs> right. Just to break this curse. 
and you see the Witcher break open his little uh, enhancement potions and shoot that down real fast, and you're like, oh, he's getting, he's ready. He's like, like which I'm is ready. one thing, which is one thing I hope they dig into more in the second season. That's something that I personally like yes. the detective aspect of it, of Geralt himself, the level of studying that he does. I think they kind of skipped a step with that, and he was just like automatically, he just, he already knew everything, but it yes. was still, and that's where the timeline conversions issues come in too. Cause I'm just like, there were aspects of it where it's just like, nah, he does, you know, you do more research into these areas and these monsters and the certain ways to kill certain ones. And, you know, I look forward to them, to, them, you know, digging into that a little bit more, but that kind of leads me to, and it is like, what did you, what were your thoughts on the combat itself? Incredible. I really, I think that's where the show shined the most with the cinematography and the action um, because it was clear and it was really straightforward and you could see what was going on. There was no hiding behind camera cuts. Where it sold it for me was the very first combat sequence or in the first episode, the ending combat sequence and you find out Geralt is really not somebody you want to mess with. I mean, just wrecks those guys is where it shines for me. Um, so I mean, really the positives of the show are when they do focus on the smaller storyline aspects and the core story and heart of the show and the combat, that's really where the show shines for me because that combat between that fight sequence and it has great humor to it too. There's, there's really surprisingly an amount of levity to it that I didn't expect. Um, you know, especially cause in the books there's some levity, but it's, it's Polish humor. And I'm not exactly like it may not translate well in the books, um, but it never stuck out to me as a humorous interaction, especially when he's talking with, you know, um, the bard, you know, when he's talking with his traveling bard. But there are moments in that show. The part my favorite part was where the Jen episode where he's locked in prison and he says, I just wish your head would explode. <laughs> and the guy's head blows up like he's from scanners. And I was like, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Right. That was, was a moment. episode too. That, that was that, that was, was a was great episode. episode. Yes. And I I'm, I'm telling you, man, Yennefer was such a powerful character. In fact, one of my slide pop favorite characters when I sat back and thought about it after I finally finished watching it was I forget I forgot her name, but it's the Yoda bitch witch, the trainer of the witches. The oh, uh, Tasia uh, Tiasa or whatever. Fuck. Uh, shit. Um You know what I'm Tessa, saying though, man. Tessa De Vries. I think is right, her name. right. Yeah, One yeah. Tris, 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 Tressa, yeah, yeah know. you know him. Yeah, Tressa, yeah, Tressa the, the Yoda witch bitch. Yes, the one that, yeah, the one that turned the other motherfuckers into eels and shit like that. At first, like her arc was one of my favorite too. Like of to say the a Davies characters. To say a Davies. Thank you, sir. Yes. To say it. That's I knew it was Tasiasi or some shit like that. Um, yeah, she was kind of close because she, she was just a cold-hearted motherfucker, which unleashed. And led into the crescendo, which is Jennifer's fiery hellfire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was a dope scene to me, how, like, when she did rage out, you would think she would have blew that woman away, but she actually had the power go around. That shit, That was just a dope-ass scene. Um, and, and, and it when really she summed says, up. When she says to Jennifer, let your chaos loose. When, right. And it was just, I got chills, because I'm just like, oh, you thought she was powerful. Now you really about to see what she can do. 
which completes that whole arc, which yes. was the dopest arc in season one, in my opinion. Because they still mailed out Geralt a little bit. Because Geralt, like, his storyline, I think, will get deeper when they introduce Visimir, Visimir or whatever the fuck. See, these names are difficult yeah. to say. And when he trains Siri. But once again, we know all these things. Yes. Most people don't have, like, that. You know who the. You know who the rumors are who's going to be playing Visimir, right? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. I was like, that's perfect. That would yeah. be the perfect person that's to play that. Like, especially perfect. with him not doing the Star Wars movies again. I need to watch the new one bootleg. Fuck these people. But um, And I want to yeah, see Mark- the grumpy Mark Hamill as Visimir. Like, I think it's that would be on gross. point. It's going to be dope, man. It's going to be dope. I still said the Golden Dragon uh, episode was. I know that was probably too I, we talked about it. I that love- was the weakest it was the weakest combat one in consideration you had Jennifer and Geralt. Yeah. But the actual exposition, the 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 way that played out, I was like, oh, okay, that's dope. I mean, it's been done before, which is, I hate to go back to Mandalorian. A lot of Mandalorians been done before, but it really carries over well, man. It really carries over well. Now, but, my um, favorite thing about the dragon episode was the introduction of the dwarves. Like, the- <laughs> pissed off little bastards and right. I loved it I loved right. it they were incredible in that at least they weren't amputees that's very true but let us know if you agree or disagree with our opinions about the witcher let us know skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod twitter at stt underscore pod instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod Todd before we go are there any last thoughts on the witcher that you had uh nah man i just look forward to the next season i look forward to it's been i mean i'm always really pleased with it i might actually run through it again but i also wanted to say one last thing about bill man before we signed off man um what we always talk about on this thing here however we try to do this every week is bringing people together and bill was a big part of that even though he wasn't in the front line like you said like we discussed at the beginning of the show uh, he's always been a part of that. He's always been, I mean, it's just organically built into what we're trying to do here. It's about different people being able to come together around common things that we all enjoy and finding the commonality and taking a break from finding reason to be pissed off at each other for stupid ass reasons, bro. And Bill was a true, an- like he, the antithesis of that, like he definitely was a, a human being um, that deserves recognition. Uh, for being more than what people would just expect on the external, absolutely, um, and that's what we and that's what we about. So, uh, yeah, man, I don't know, man. I just appreciate y'all, love y'all, appreciate you, bro, love you, bro. Uh, that's love you all too, I got, man. man. Um, yeah. you know, and just like you said, it was. We're going out. We're starting twenty twenty. It is what it is, but I just want to say, stay humble. Uh, you know, keep keep it close cherish those moments and rumble young man rumble all right we'll see you guys next week uh (laughs) stay humble